Welcome back to another edition of Judge Fonzo and Molly. Two guys, one gal, talking shit. Just a couple of guys and a gal gonna be talking some shit. Minus the gal. Minus the gal. <laughs> <laughs> we are minus Molly right now. She is visiting her family in Nebraska with Stat Boy. And... Uh, engineering guy who we actually needed this morning. Yeah, <laughs> we had to, we had to call Thomas for some tech support. <laughs> but they'll be joining us later when we talk NFL. Yeah, they'll 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 give their opinions. And just to let you know, we have a surprise pick this week. Oh, we're this gonna bring gonna up. It's great. gonna be fun. <laughs> I wish I could see her face. <laughs> It'll be good. Yeah. Um, it's actually funny. My mother told me this week. She goes, you know, I listened to that episode that you did when we filmed it out in the uh, family room. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that it's echoed. You can tell the difference. What do you mean? That episode sounded better than... It sounded uh, different because we were echoing. Oh, okay. Um, because of the high ceilings right. out there. Yeah. Nice. Feedback. <laughs> That's a nice uh, constructive criticism from moms. Yeah, we'll so, take that from anyone. Please give feedback. And another another person who was I talking about the bull? I don't remember. Probably Ed. That we we tend to talk it over each other sometimes. Yeah, but that's like just us having a conversation. Like I don't. Uh. That makes it feel more like we're at the bullying bush to me. Brought to you by the bull. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is in lieu of our first topic we're going to talk about, but here are five stupid criminals. <laughs> uh a 56-year-old Swedish woman made one of the most ludicrous claims you'll ever hear in your lifetime. What did she say during her trial for drunk driving? She claimed that the alcohol could not affect her driving because she kept one eye open to avoid seeing double. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually that's fucking dope. I like that. That's so witty. Admitting guilt. Let's <laughs> say you drive with one eye. So how do I have double vision if I only have the one eye? <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking ingenious. <laughs> um, next one. What would you think if you saw a man who drives a Hummer applying for welfare? Quit playing. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you think that's a little fishy and suspicious? Yeah, man. Uh, that is exactly what was going through the local sheriff's mind in Jonesville, Virginia, when he saw William Anderson driving his H2 Hummer to social services to apply for welfare. <laughs> After the sheriff checked the car's plates, he found out what he suspected. The vehicle was stolen and the guy arrested. <laughs> wow. That's so funny. you steal a vehicle to go to the welfare office <laughs> to get benefits. Does that mean you're poor? Yeah, man. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, man. I just don't get the thought process of some of these individuals. Yeah. Um, Anthony Garcia, a Los Angeles gang member, killed an innocent person during a robbery that took place in a liquor shop, but he got away with it simply because there was not enough evidence against him. 
However, four years later, Garcia was arrested for driving with a suspended license, and the policeman noticed an unusual tattoo on his chest while taking his mugshot. After examining it and paying attention to its detailed symbols, the police realized that Garcia had tattooed the crime scene on himself with every little detail. Fam, stop. <laughs> Needless to say, justice was finally served. Bro, like, are you kidding? You got a fucking story of a tattoo? You tattooed you killing somebody on their fucking... Are you dumb? Yeah. <laughs> That's what people get caught because they do dumb shit. Yes, man. That's exactly why they get caught. Um, That's why we're talking about it, dumb yeah, criminals. Yeah. Uh, all right, next one. Um... Fort Myers Beach, Florida, can be proud of producing the worst and possibly funniest amateur American criminal who ever lived. Christopher Crone, 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 I don't know, created his own personal legend when he tried to rob a closed restaurant. First, he tripped the alarm when he broke in. He didn't listen to or just didn't care about the non-silent alarm. When ADT called the restaurant after receiving the alarm signal, Crone answered the phone and pay attention here, gave the ADT employee his real name. <laughs> when he finally decided to leave, all he took was a bottle of Grand Marnier and a beer. <laughs> it got a felony. <laughs> so you probably think that was the end of it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's more. because Believe it or not, Crone managed to get away with his illegal act, but made sure to return to the restaurant the next day where an employee who had seen the surveillance video recognized him. Stop it, man. Crone was arrested. If there were an award for dumbest criminal in history, it would be, this would be a serious contender. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Dumbest, you, you don't return to the scene of the crime. Bro, that's how they catch most people is yeah. because they return to the scene of the crime. Like, that's fucking... I'm glad because you don't need to be out here uh, having children. Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> we we need to keep those individuals from reproducing at all costs. All right, last one. In 2012, a young boy from Jenkins, Kentucky, named Michael Baker, decided to get his small town in the national headlines. After he siphoned gas from a local police car, he posed next to it with a smile and proudly giving the finger for the camera and then posted the photo on Facebook. The photo went viral with thousands of views, but a couple days later, the police knocked on his door and arrested him. <laughs> How are we... <laughs> like The law enforcement has to be ecstatic about social media, like... Because criminals are now videotaping themselves committing crimes. Yes, yes. I mean, you have, like, GoPro cameras and stuff that you strap to your chest. Yeah. And it's like, because you want all the action and you <laughs> and uh, you want the attention because then you post it on social media and you try to get clicks. Yeah. Views. <laughs> Views. They're fighting for clicks or fighting for wins. Sorry. <laughs> um. Which leads us to our first topic, because on Wednesday, the Colorado State Patrol issued a warrant for the arrest of uh, Rendon Tyrell Dietzman of Texas. So the arrest warrant was issued actually on December 5th, 2023, because last September, uh, Dietzman videoed him 
riding his motorcycle from Colorado Springs to Denver in a matter of 20 minutes. How fast was he traveling? 150 miles per hour. <laughs> I need recording. 150 plus, yeah. Um, and he recorded it with like a GoPro action cam of him weaving through. Tra- like normally it takes you an hour to drive yeah. from the Springs to Denver. On a good day. Yeah, with no traffic. And he did it in 20 minutes, weaving through tra- He was, like, I'm watching him. He is using all lanes, <laughs> using the emergency lane. He, is, fly- he is flying. Um, and, yeah, he posted on social media to get views. Mm-hmm. And so now, uh, I don't doesn't say he's been arrested yet because of, They're still looking for him. They're it, still right? looking. He's in Texas, so. Yeah. Um, but he's facing menacing, placing... Another person in fear of imminent serious bodily injury, engaged in a speed contest, reckless endangerment, reckless driving, speeding 40 miles per hour over the limit, engaged in exhibition of speed, and he had no plates on his bike. He's going to lose his license. He's going to go to jail if they catch him. I don't know about jail, but depends on if I would think it would depend on if he's a, a, a first-time offender or not, but... He's definitely never going to be riding a motorcycle again. They're taking that motorcycle license away because it's a separate license from. It's an endorsement, yeah. Colorado, because I have my motorcycle's endorsement on mm-hmm. my license. Uh, but you have to pass a written and driving riding test, mm-hmm. uh, which you can do through. I, <clears throat> my sister and I did ours in a, a weekend class, or no, it was a. It was a two-day week class. Like this company, they were out in Lakewood. They provide the motorcycles that you ride as well. Mm-hmm. And what? How does one take that test? So they, she, the instructor is certified to issue the test. Uh huh. So Proctor. the second day we showed up, uh, we did the written portion in the morning, uh, which uh, my sister scored a hundred percent. I missed one question. <laughs> And then we did some stuff, and then in the afternoon we did the the road test on mm-hmm. the bikes, which in, has you doing figure eights and, like, hard turns, um, and then also riding over obstacles. Like, there's a they threw a two-by-four down, and you had to go, ride, over go over it by lifting up on the bike, in which I scored 100% on the road test. <laughs> and then they give you a little thing. You go into the DMV, hand them that, then they uh, update your license, license and add the motorcycle certification. Nice. So all in all, it's fun. Right. Like, because you're you're just on little like 250cc like oh so you're dirt on a bikes. dirt bike yeah <laughs> <laughs> top speed in the parking lot 40 miles per hour <laughs> you must have dwarfed that dirt bike that had to feel like a tricycle to you <laughs> um well yeah it was a lot of fun but I mm-hmm. got my motorcycles surgery I never owned a motorcycle though so what made you guys do it uh. We wanted to buy motorcycles. My sister ended up buying one. I never bought mm. one. But I used to ride hers around. She got this nice 1300 Ooh, V-Star. She's got a big bike. Yeah. She she doesn't have it anymore. She sold it a long time ago. But, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. That was fun riding that around. <laughs> <laughs> Wind blowing in your face. <laughs> yeah, I remember wiping out on my dirt bike, racing my brother. <laughs> 
Yeah. That's got to hurt. Oh, yeah. I still got the marks. <laughs> Road rash right there on my hand. Like, yeah, imagine if this guy would have wiped out at 150 shit, miles per hour. Be scraping pieces of him he'd off be, of shit. He'd be dead. Yeah. Uh, Which, they, yeah, you're putting your own life in danger, but when you're doing that on a, on a highway, you're putting everyone everyone's life in danger. Yeah, because man. what if one car swerves, swerves out, out mm-hmm. and you wreck into it? I mean, you could be going flying through that wind, uh, back window, windshield, whatever, mm-hmm. killing the driver because you're being a dumbass. Right. Just, I don't know what the thrill is about the speeding, like... As a kid, yeah, we did that, but I was driving since I was 14, you know what I'm saying? We fucking did things so we could be moving around like that, but after a certain age, you think that that was out of your system, and just because of the danger to others, even if you have no regard for your own personal safety. Oh, yeah, when I was a teenager, driving for me was driving like an idiot. Right, yeah. I mean, burn. I think one of my buddies... Turned 16, his parents got him a car. He burned out a clutch in the car in two months. Like, just from, <laughs> yeah. just from doing burnouts and yeah, stuff. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so, we learned that uh, for any stick shift that was high performance, we'd go and get what's like a NASCAR clutch. Yeah. So, it's a clutch that's very hard to burn up. Oh, really? For racing. Yeah, it had a normal clutch. Yeah. No. <laughs> and he went through a set of tires in about oh, three man. months, too. <laughs> Um, moving on. Let's get to it. <laughs> uh, our next topic, uh, yesterday, we don't talk about politics. We're not going to talk about the political side of this, but right. Donald Trump, former president, presidential candidate, Donald Trump was ordered to pay $83 million in the defamation suit against him by E. Jean Carroll. That's an absurd, absurd, <laughs> absurd, absurd amount of money. <laughs> so, E. Jean Carroll is a freelance column writer, rep, or advice writer um, in New York who in 2019 published a book. In the book, she accuses Donald Trump of raping her in a fancy department store in the mid-'90s. Donald Trump called it an outright lie. Um, and that's all I can find about like what his he said about it. His right. statement is he called it a lie. He never had met her. And now he's owes her $83 million. That's that's hard to say that's defamation. She she said he she he caused her career caused her career like destroyed her reputation. Right. She used to get hundreds of fan mails every month asking for advice mm-hmm. and now she gets less than 10. And now it's all hate mail. It's all hate, yeah. But aren't you the like Shouldn't we sort out if the incident happened or right, didn't like, happen first? Like, that like, got lost somewhere in the story. Like, yeah. how can he uh, defame her if, if, if what she said is true or not true? It, yeah. Happened? yeah. Like, I'm not a fan of Donald Trump by any stretch of the imagination, but this seems like a, a reach 
a stretch. Like when we talked about the Cassidy and Diddy thing, she came with receipts. Yeah. Like if you read that 36 page document. Yeah, she had proof yeah. of what was happening. Exactly. Like, where's. Where's the proof? Hey, did he actually rape you? Because yeah. if not, then you have slandered and defamed his name. Yeah. Like, he should be suing you then. Yeah, exactly. I mean, kind of, you got the. Like you said, the John Johnny Depp Amber Heard, mm-hmm. like both of them sued each other for defamation of character. Both of them won. Johnny Depp just happened to win more. Yep. Than Amber Heard. Right. Um, but still, there was proof of what was happening in that toxic relationship. Right. The of us doing and saying things that both damaged our character, reputation, yeah. and therefore our jobs. Yeah. This I don't know there, how this is working. Like, like you said, it's like what did he say? All, all we can find is he said she's lying. That didn't happen. I've never met her. Right, and her book should be sold in the fiction section. Yeah, which last time I checked, freedom of speech, you're allowed to say stuff like that. Yeah, you can, but you have to have references. You have to and have proof. Like, what's of, the proof of? The yeah. assault happening. Yeah, obviously there's no there's no police report. Um, is there articles of clothing with DNA they can test? I I don't know. I mean, and I fucking hate defending Donald Trump, but I have to defend him on this. Like, if you can't prove, it seems like a witch hunt, right? Yeah, man. If you can't prove that the the sexual assault actually happened. Then you haven't went after him in civil court behind it either. No, this is yeah, this is in a civil trial. There was no criminal court. Right. No, I'm saying, but this isn't because of rape. This is because of what he, he said, said about yes. her writing that book. Yes. That so my thing is, what about him being slandered if it is slander, her saying that he raped her? Yeah. Like, where's that proof? I think in all of this, that's being lost. Yes. That was there a crime committed? Because if there was a crime committed like this, mm-hmm. he should be prosecuted yeah. for it. Um, and I, if there isn't, and she's making this up, you think about how it damages his, his, but also. True victims. I know we've talked about this before is how the women who are sexually assaulted and are raped and are afraid to come forward because because of of shit like this. this. Yes. 100%. Yeah. So that's what's lost here is why can't we get the truth of what happened before we start awarding millions of dollars saying he hurt your reputation? I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking, I'm going to have to wash my mouth out for saying that. (laughs) But, yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly. Right is right, wrong is wrong, no matter who's doing either. Yeah. And I just don't think. So is our justice system? Yes, it's fucked up. You're asking a black man if the justice system (laughs) is fucked up. (laughs) But but you look at, so this happened in, the trial was in New York, Uh which is a democratic state. Yeah, it's a blue state. Their mayor is Republican. And that's the political side of things, so we're going to stop it right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. (laughs) Um, Also, news this week, uh, some Aurora schools 
Uh, you're going to. What was in Cherry Creek? Aurora and Cherry Creek schools. You're going to have to help me with this story. Um, Aurora Police, Aurora PD released names of of schools where sextortion has been happening. Um, apparently, people will contact students mm-hmm. via Instagram, right, a social media, platform. social media, saying that they have illicit photos, right, or trying to form groups of close where they, friends where right. to share illicit photos, right. Of and them then they use those photos to, to blackmail, yeah, and blackmail the kids. Which is fucking crazy to me to think about. That is off. that like, is ridiculous. That's I I just don't know where <laughs> what direction society is trying to go in. Like these kind of things were unheard of in my school. Like we did some shit, but we wasn't doing shit like this. Like we wasn't trying to I don't know, gain fame from or monetary Anything from exploiting kids. Like, while I was doing that other half of my life, I never did it against a child or tried to hurt a child. Like, I don't get what's going on in society. And how are we to protect our kids, man? This school shootings, bullying, like, the list is growing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you look at just how... You shouldn't have to worry about your kids going to school and what's going right. to happen to them. But now, like back in the day, the biggest thing you had to worry about was the bullies. Right. Now you have to worry about being extorted. Sexually extorted. So, which right. in itself, with posting nudes of a minor is... A felony. Is a felony, but it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, man. And on top of that, they're using AI-generated images of the individuals. See, this right? is the bad part. Right. The bad part about AI is mm-hmm. they can create shit like this. Yes, and so, it, I my thing is: is it children who are running, like kids, teenagers, yeah. who's running these operations, or are there adults using the kids as proxies? Right? Yeah. Doing this. Yeah. And I think it's more the latter. I think behind the scenes, there's adults manipulating and using children to do this, which is fucking horrible, man. <laughs> and yeah. I, I, the more shit like this happens, the more I'm thinking about becoming, starting my new profession. <laughs> 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 like, these kind of people need to go. If, we're not going to mention what his new profession is, but if you're a fan of this show, Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. There are a code you must live by. Man. I, I think people, if this is, if there's an adult behind this, that adult needs to worsen the d- death penalty. Yeah, he needs to be tarred and feathered and set on fire. Yeah. Or in which, she. In which the state of Alabama just... Executed someone this week using nitrogen gas, which is pro- is like the most least painful way to go. It's like you just in a dream and it's mm-hmm. euphoric. Like you don't even you're thinking the body goes into like a dream state, yeah. and then you you just stop breathing. Interesting. Um. So obviously this is an ongoing investigation mm-hmm. with the Aurora PD. We'll hopefully have more details in the near future about. 
if they catch who's behind this or not. But overall, it's just another way that we, parents should have to worry about their kids going to school. Right. And you think about how healthy it is going to school and the interactions with right. other people, and that's how you build your social you know groups personality mm-hmm. that's how you you know you develop as a human being is being sociable with other mm-hmm. human beings but now i mean with all that shit's going on is this now a sign of where we're going to start seeing a lot more online education and homeschooling and homeschooling yes to where then kids aren't going to develop socially proper yeah mm-hmm. and it, it it's like we are dissolving yeah our civilization pretty <laughs> like much yeah we're going backwards yeah exactly because we have evolved as human beings to be social individuals and interact with each other yes and the more we keep taking that interaction away <laughs> and covid proved that right yeah. because of the lack of amount of contact we had yeah so mental illness rose because of that because of yeah. lack of human contact yeah. Like, that's a thing. Which, actually, I read an article about how the keto diet, actually, I don't know. I didn't read much of it, but I just saw the keto diet helps prevent mental illness. How? I don't know. Oh, I didn't okay. read it. But it's, that's we'll what have the answers for you guys <laughs> next <laughs> week. <laughs> Topic for next week, keto, keto diet. diet. <laughs> <laughs> um. But speaking of AI, you have Jason Kelsey's image popping up in backyard parties everywhere. Yeah, man. <laughs> I seen a meme where a guy was standing on the couch without his shirt on with two beers, and the mom's telling her son, this is how Jason Kelly says he has to watch the game now. <laughs> Which I think that is just Jason Kelsey cutting loose. I mean, Bro, that's his personality. That's the, Travis's personality. Yeah, They're they not putting him. on the show. No, that's just that he was walking through the bill. He wanted yeah. to jump. He wanted to jump through a table. So he was walking through the parking lot last week up in uh, Rutherford, New York. Mm-hmm. Looking, he never found a table to be able to jump through. <laughs> but he was drinking beer with the Bills fans, mm-hmm. having a good time. Hey, he's retired now. Yeah, man. He's got nothing but time. Good for him. Bro. Yeah, live your life to the fullest. Don't allow people to put you in a box that you don't belong in, bro. Be you. Exactly. Um, but speaking of Chiefs fans, this is a story um, coming stemming from their the night of their uh, wild, wild card, card victory game. over the Dolphins in Kansas City. Um, so apparently, some a guy had. A watch party. A watch party with now four other people. At the time, I thought it was three other people in which four people are now dead from exposure. To minus 28 degrees degrees outside. Um, Well, he was inside. And their cars were still there. Yeah. He never. They were, they were questioning, like, didn't you know where your friends went? He goes, and he said, no, I thought they left. And they were out back in the freezing cold dying. And didn't you say that you saw somewhere where one of the friends came out and was like, no drugs were involved? The girlfriend of one of the uh, deceased is saying that he didn't do drugs. Bro, you're like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> stop. You. I, it's very hard for me to believe drugs were not involved in this. Yeah. 
like how it, how are you outside not thinking I need to even the most drunk individual would not you'd still know it was cold even though you could endure it you'd still want to go inside and get warmer there there at some point your body would trigger a fight or flight reaction yes. and say I need to go warm yes. up yeah yes but for them to literally stay out there, and they found them the next morning. Uh, I'm not sure when they found them, but like apparently the the homeowner guy had no clue they were out there. How is that possible? Like, I mean, was he so fucking drunk where he passed out and just I, like I, didn't know your friends are outside? I think it's gonna come down to like another ketamine uh, episode or fentanyl. It's gonna be one of the two. It's some kind of drug is gonna be. They were they were on like, uh, no no offense to the girlfriend, but your girlfriend, not a wife, not a. You you probably uh, how long were you dating this guy and was he hiding? Right, right. He didn't quite want you to know that part of his world. It's like him and his buddies got together and would do it then. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's tragic and. It's something that was sounds very avoidable, but let's be smarter, people. If if we're gonna do these things, if we're gonna uh, expose ourselves to these substances, let's be smarter. Exactly. Um. Also, this week, a uh, twenty-year-old amateur uh, golfer becomes a. PGA Tour champion um, last Sunday, Nick Dunlap from the University of Alabama, a sophomore, um, won the American Express Tour, uh, beating out Christian Busenhout. Busendenhout. Uh, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> By one stroke at the tournament. Uh, the tournament came with a $1.5 million prize money, but as an amateur, he cannot collect that money. So the second place person got the first place purse, and the two that tied for third split the second place. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm upset about it. <laughs> it shouldn't, amateurs should not be allowed to play against the pros in pro tournaments if they can't get the pay. But this shows you, this is proof that golf is a rich man's sport. Because the guy doesn't even care that he's out of one and a half million. He turned pro two days ago, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he's, got, he's more looking forward to the endorsement deals that's going to yeah. pay him more money now. 100%. Or go join the Saudis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Live Golf Tour. Um, so throughout... The history of golf, there's always been amateurs and professionals. Class status. And it's an old rule based off exactly from uh, from Great Britain because of class status. Professionals made their living playing golf. Mm-hmm. They would play in tournament. And it wasn't a, very, a good living back in the day. It, it you, you you weren't making the millions of dollars you see no. the professionals making nowadays. Um, and upper-class elite who didn't need to make money playing golf were amateurs, um, considered amateurs because they did not need the money. Okay. 
but they would allow them to play in tournaments against the professionals to see if they could beat them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so nowadays, it's more of... So you look at... The amateurs are mainly college golfers. Mm-hmm. And the... I'm not sure how the NIL rules affect college golf because a college golfer cannot accept endorsements. He, he cannot carry a titleist bag. Right. He cannot wear Nike. Well, they're out of golf now. But, right, right. <laughs> um, but he cannot be sponsored, I don't believe. But they're still considered amateur status. So they can play in tournaments against professionals, but they can't collect the prize money if they win the tournament. Yeah, that's a dumb rule. Change it. You look at you look at um, Jeremy Bloom, mm-hmm. uh, kick returner slash wide receiver for the CU. He lost his eligibility to play college football because he wanted to compete in the Olympics. He was a world-class skier. Um, but in order to train for skiing, you have to take endorsements to be able to fund your training. Right. To be able to then compete, try out for the Olympics. Right. That's how you are able to try. But by doing that, he lost his status to be able to play college football his last year. Yeah, that's fucked up. I don't know. I thought as long as it wasn't the sport that you're playing in college that you were good if you collected a check. Well, you brought up Deion Sanders who signed. In 85 to the Royals. But did he collect a dime of that money? It's once you collect the money. Uh, you can sign a deal, but yeah, once you collect the money, they're saying that. That's why when Bobby Bowden was asked about, are yeah. you concerned about the NCAA coming down on you for Dion driving around in these cars and wearing his jewelry? He was like, no. If any of my other players sign a professional contract, then they can do the same thing. So I think he did collect the money. I don't know. Why would you give him money if he's not going to play for you? Same with, I don't know, shit. You can hold his, that's why he was redrafted again, I guess. I don't know how it works. That's it to me is like, why would you give a guy $5 million if he's not going to lace up the spikes for you? Put on the uniform. Go to spring training. The article I looked up, he didn't attend any of the Royal Spring Trainings. He didn't even bat for him. In 88, he actually took at-bats for the Yankees when he was drafted. And then he came out of college in 89. Was it that? Or, yeah, that was. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know I, how it works for me. I know the I NCAA. I think it's a double-edged sword, and the NCAA needs to pull their head out of their asses and realize... That I, like your and your NIL deals, name, image, likeness, mm-hmm. um, are good for some, but not good for all. I mean, it just depends on where you go. It's like the companies we work for. Yeah. Everybody ain't making the same amount of dollars, fam. No, the same in the pros. Fucking Brock Purdy's making a million dollars this year. As, and he is in the NFC Championship <laughs> game tomorrow on a fucking Patty's making forty two million and uh, six round like you know, Patty 
Lamar and uh, Goff are all making <laughs> 20, 20 times, 40 times what Brock Purdy's making. Brock Purdy's holding his hat on the side yeah, of the road. Yeah, like, so, baby, baby. So there's no difference in that than it would should be in college in the NIL. Yeah. Because, yes, C squared, Caitlin Clark should be making more than whoever else is on the fucking bench. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they come to see her. Yes, I mean she's that's the why. Draw. I mean, Shadur Sanders makes five million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Him and his brother were just in the Gucci. They walked the runway in yeah. Paris last week for an endorsement. Yes, <laughs> as they should. Like, pay the players, bro. Let them eat off of what they're generating. They're the labor force in that. And I know a certain individual will be screaming at this podcast talking about, no, don't pay the players. You're going to ruin football. You're going to ruin. No, you're not. They've been getting paid. That's See, how. They've been illegally getting paid. I don't care illegal, yeah. illegally. Yeah, but then you make it, you level the playing field. And look, Nick Saban yeah. hates it and fucking retires. Right. Because he, he lost his edge. He lost his recruiting his edge. His advantage. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, come to Alabama. We'll, 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 we'll take care of you. Yeah. You want to, what kind of car you want to drive? Your, your, your mom will be taken care of. She'll yeah. get a nice house. She'll exactly. be able, we'll fly her out to visit. And it's only when the NCAA has a problem with the head coach or something like that where they make us think about it. Because it's happening everywhere. Fucking KU got a slap on the wrist. For being part of the indi- a federal indictment investigation into Adidas and them paying players, <laughs> KU, K State, I could. It was like Kentucky. Duke. Was that was that Arizona too? Yeah, and only Arizona t- t- got the hit. Yeah. Right? So that tells you, man. Stop it. Nike went to when Nike first got into college sports. They went to all the fucking director, athletic directors, like, let us pay the players. Yeah. They turned them down. Should have started it sooner, bro. And it wouldn't be so jumbled. It wouldn't look as messy. It'd be more refined. Is that why I still don't have NCAA football? Uh-oh. <laughs> Was that on purpose? <laughs> no, it's not on purpose. Hey, Thomas. <laughs> You're live on the show. Not live. We're not live. We're recording this. <laughs> you there? What? They're about to all take naps. Hey, buddy. Hey, you're, you're... Molly got us that Nebraska stuff runs us. It's like their fast food, like a stromboli or something. You're, we're recording this right now, by the way. You eat it, and then, you're, and then you're done. So call me back. Tune us in. What? Huh? Thomas, we're recording now. You're on. Oh, can you hear me then? Yes. Do you want to do it on the Bluetooth or are we good? You're you're connected. You're on. It's recording. Oh, good deal. All we're, right. we're talking about paying players. What's Molly's opinion? Paying college players. What's Molly's opinion? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought we've already talked about this in the past. We don't need to keep going. Well, cause I'm having a nice time at home. I don't need to get worked <laughs> <up>. <laughs> It started about the amateur golfer who won the tournament last year oh, week but can't yeah. get his $1.5 million. What did you? Joe brought that up yesterday. <laughs> um, okay. So. We didn't mean to cut to the chase, man, but everybody <laughs> needs a nap after eating their terrible local 
fast food. It's delicious. It's stuff. delicious. Runs up. Sponsored by Runza. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. You want to get some picks in? Do you mind? Because yeah. everybody's about to lay down before we. So give photos. us your oh, wait, picks. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, wait, wait, wait. Let's, talk last... about, let's talk about the winners from last week first. All right. Uh, Fonzo picking underdogs went one one for four. Nice. Um, Johnny, two for four. Thomas, three for four. Come on, baby. Come on. Tell Molly, me. three for four. Hello. And me, three for four. <laughs> okay. All right. We each, each owe each other a cupcake. So I win. It was a I tie. Win. <laughs> <laughs> I win. It was a tie. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's go to the pick. Dad's ready. Say hi, Papa Joe. Hi, Papa Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, first game, um, we're going to go between Iowa and Nebraska today. Women's college basketball. Who do you got? Okay. Uh, no, this is serious. This is the mystery pick. Nebraska. Nebraska. Really? You're going to pick against C-squared. Caitlin Clark. <laughs> I'm taking Iowa. I'm taking Iowa. I got to go with Iowa. <laughs> Thomas, you might be sleeping outside. In front of my father-in-law. <laughs> I think you're sleeping in the garage tonight, Thomas. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Without okay, blankets. What's the, yeah, what's the first game? Uh, tomorrow we start off with the Chiefs at the Ravens. Chiefs. I'm going to go with Baltimore. I'm going Baltimore as well. Fon, Judd. Fonzo's taking the Chiefs. I got to go with Baltimore. I'm sorry. As long as you keep picking against them, we'll keep winning. (laughs) Well, this is simply for the fact because if the Chiefs win and go to the Super Bowl, Taylor Swift is going to have a hard time making it to the Super Bowl because she has a concert in Japan the day before. <laughs> Good thing Buddy, she's not she'll playing. She'll pull it off. They'll kill her playing. They, 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 they figured it. They were planning, based on their timeline, she would get into Las Vegas after her concert, if her concert runs a normal length, at 9 p.m. Saturday night with uh, 13 hours of jet lag and a 17-hour time difference. I think Travis getting a shot of Travis D will help. <laughs> Aren't they locked away in the hotel? Bro. Well, oh my God. a shot of Travis D will get her through. <laughs> All right. Then the afternoon game, we have Detroit going to San Francisco. Debo is playing. Give me oh. Lions. Yep. I'm going with the Lions. Lions. Same here. Lions. Lions. Two. two lions. Three Lions. Everybody's with the Lions. I'm taking San Francisco because I called it three weeks ago. They're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> but you picked the Lions to be your dark horse this yeah, year. Yeah, the earliest season, I picked the Lions. <laughs> I'm going to have both you guys wearing pajamas at the Bull and Book before you know. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be in time just enough. Just for the Chiefs versus the Lions in the play championship. 
So, so you, I'll be in Lions gear for the Super Bowl. For the Super Bowl, if it's Lions Chiefs, you'll be wearing a Lions pajamas <laughs> yes. at the bowl. With cat hey, hey, guys. Papa, Papa Joe's going to his nap. They All right. Signing off now. Off now. All right. Thanks for your <laughs> guest picks. <laughs> we didn't mean to, we didn't yeah. mean to interrupt anything, boys. Well, let's get back to it. We're going to um, get back to our vacation. All right. Um, I have a feeling I'm going to win again this week. So. You fucking loser. Uh. <laughs> Well, then right. you and Thomas would tie again. Yeah, they had the same pick. <laughs> you had the same pick. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That's the problem when there's only two games. But actually, no. It would come down to Nebraska versus Iowa as a tiebreaker. <laughs> All right. All right. You, you guys have a good weekend. You too. I'll see you guys later. Hey, Fawn. Right. Thanks for everything you're doing for us, buddy. All right. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. That was unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> they interrupted the show. <laughs> now I'm all off track. <laughs> um, moving on. <laughs> Got the picks out of the way. I guess we could call Johnny and get his pick. <laughs> <laughs> we could do that on the schedule. <laughs> um. I think this just came out. Was it yesterday? Vince McMahon. Yeah, that's that when today? I saw it. Uh, he has resigned as executive chairperson from the WWE, which the ownership company is called TKO. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the company that owns the WWE and the UFC. Um, after he is being sued again. Now for sex trafficking. Holy smokes. Um, so, lawsuit filed by Janelle Grant alleges McMahon promised her career opportunities while sexually and physically abusing her while she worked for the company and he was its CEO. It claims he attempted to sexually exploit her to men inside and outside the WWE and that he shared explicit photos and videos of her. She signed a $3 million NDA, um, which McMahon stopped paying after $1 million, the lawsuit alleges. Uh, so what she is saying that McMahon um, would... McMahon and someone else, another WWE executive, apparently locked her in a room at their headquarters one day, just and they would go in and take turns. Holy smokes! Um, apparently, there were wrestlers involved. Wow, um, man, that's yeah. He would openly invite people to come have sex with her. This is sounding eerily like the <laughs> Diddy and Cassidy. Yeah. And um. Didn't he just settle a case for this? He never paid on it, so now she's suing him again. Yeah, but this case, I'm saying earlier, sometime last year, this this same thing happened, where that's why he walked away from being uh, CEO and president of TKO. I think it's just rich guys being fucking disgusting. Disgusting. And now they're going to have to open up their pocketbooks. I agree, bro. And it's unfortunate. Like, 
I just that's why you can't idolize these people, right? Just accept them. Oh, it's a good actor. Oh, it's a good ball player. Like they're personal. Don't let's not call them good or bad because we really don't know them until we start seeing shit like this. Like I'm just reframing. Explain to your little ones that these people are human and do bad shit too. Good people do bad things. Bad people do good things. Like it, it's just it's another it's it's like the Hollywood what happened with the Hollywood uh, what's his name all over again. It's a rich powerful person, mm-hmm. Weinstein. Yeah, Harvey Weinstein just basically treating a. Female mm-hmm. as a piece of meat. Yeah. Like dehumanizing her and like basically trying to pass her around to other. Showing dominance. Men, men as to basically, hey, have sex with her, you know? Oh, she's locked in the office. Go in there and take your turn, you know? That's crazy. That's wild, fam. That's just fucked up. And. A $3 million DNA? Like NDA, and he NDA. stopped paying. Like, to not to, yeah. <laughs> so that's admission to guilt, right? Yeah, the, pretty the much. The fact that you said, I'm okay. going to give you money, but you can't talk about right. it. Wow. Because, you know, that's how they cover things up. Right, yeah. Those NDAs. Uh, but, you know, personally, I know you're... you're uh, Stepdad was a huge wrestling fan. Yes. Um, I've always kind of thought Mc, McMahon was just, there's something always just weird something. Weird about yeah. him. Yeah. Something off. Something off. Um, the the group TKO did appoint um, Dwayne Johnson to their board of directors this week as well. So hopefully he can't, which is funny because now. He didn't own the rights to the name The Rock. Now he has, now he has the I rights to why. it. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. Um, and I, as as Image and actually, I think Dwayne Johnson is an amazing businessman as well. Yeah, 100%. With how he has, you know, he always called himself the 54th man on the roster. He mm-hmm. was never quite good enough to make an NFL team. But he, through his... Wrestling career, then promotion, then acting career, and then just overall persona. He's yeah. built his brand, and, and through that, he has made himself into what he is. Yeah. He, and he has comes a with a good reputation. I think he can't steer. I think it's a great uh, way to rebrand yourself by... Using the Rock's image, like you said, is yeah. pretty pristine. Because y'all already talked about WrestleMania with him and Roman Reigns. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, <laughs> now, I haven't watched wrestling in many, many years, so I don't know. I think it would be a better draw, him versus John Cena. Is John Cena even wrestling anymore? I saw him in a dress walking around in high heels. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what he's into. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> It's funny how um, when you talk about wrestling, I mean, Hulk Hogan tried to make it, take his wrestling career and turn it into a Hollywood career, mm-hmm. and the two movies he was in kind of they were trash. Yeah, they're yeah. stupid. 
But you look at what The Rock has done and John Cena, mm-hmm. and they're starring in, like, yes, The Rock's first acting role as, uh, what was it, The Scorpion King? <laughs> <laughs> he had, like, six minutes of screen time. Like yeah, that. and then he was uh, digitized. It, uh, yeah. But then that, well, that was The Mummy 2, where he had, like, six minutes of screen time. Um and then the Scorpion King was his first feature film. Okay. Where he was the main character. And you're like, his acting was just kind of like, are you ser- cheesy? <laughs> but over time, I mean, what, what movie was I watching the other day? Uh, Be Cool. I've not seen that. Uh, Is no, that him, the, Kevin Hart? No, no. It's, uh, it's a sequel to Get Shorty. Oh, okay. So Get Shorty was John Travolta as the um, Hollywood like enforcer. No, he was a mob. I can't remember. He's the he's the guy who collects the money. When you when you owe a mobster debt, he's the one who shows up. A Shylock, and he goes out. And he wants to make a career in Hollywood, and um, the sequel was called Be Cool, where he decides to take his movie his movie and switch to the music industry. Mm-hmm. And The Rock plays a um, gangster's bodyguard. <laughs> I don't know, it's, but it's funny. Yeah, I mean, he was great in it. His acting was really good. Um, but he's kind of taken on those roles and really, I mean, Moana was another one where he actually he sings in that movie. Right. Which is a Disney cartoon where he plays the... The big guy. The big guy. Um, Black Adam, I don't know. It just... Trash. That... I don't know because of acting, but I just think it was... The, it's DC. They, they fuck everything up. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, him and then John Cena as well has taken on. I saw a preview this morning for this new Netflix movie coming out with him and Zach Efron and a bunch of guys where he it's a comedy and it looked freaking funny where these four friends make up a lie about a friend who goes through shit. Every time they have to, they want to take a trip, they say, oh, this guy has his cancer. cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so then all of a sudden the wife call him out. And so they hired John Cena, who's a failing actor, to come play their made-up friend. <laughs> okay. But it's funny, you know? And and like these guys can are taking they're doing more with their talent. Right. Versus wrestling back in the eighties and nineties. Hulk Hogan failed miserably. Andre the Giant. Well, uh, it was in a cult classic, The Princess yes. Bride, but that's yes. the only thing he's ever acted in. <laughs> you want to, you want to live? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, it, I it, it's good that The Rock is now the face of WWE again, and I think so. But this can't be another where he steps down. Then after he settles the lawsuit, he, he resumes power. Yeah, like either go away for good because you know more. Individuals are gonna come out, yeah, behind you abusing them and then not making good on your uh, NDAs. Yeah. Um, we'll see what comes out of this. I, yeah, I hope he doesn't step down, settle this again, and then resume. Because then you just used him. I mean, I'm pretty sure he was like, "Hey, listen, give me full control over Rock." The Rock, right? And I'll do this for you until it's time to resume. Because why else did you wait so long to give him full control over that name, which is his real name? Like, I mean, his family, it's been in his family since his grandfather wrestled. 
Yeah. Um, so that we'll see. Um, let's see. Also, so Steph Curry. Um, it's I don't I don't know if it's official, but it's pretty official that at all during All Star Weekend, Steph Curry will face Sabrina Ionescu in a three point shootout. Yeah. I saw when he uh, made the challenge. I don't. I didn't know they made it official I yet. I think it's official, but so Steph I'd Curry's watch. highest score in a three-point competition is thirty-one, mm-hmm. and hers is thirty-seven. So she plays for New York Liberty. He plays for Golden State. I, I would watch that. Yeah, I'd watch. I think it. they should get C squared involved too. Definitely get C squared in there. Because uh, I don't know what All Star Weekend is, but is it? it is it during the season or after? It's the, during the season. No, the the college basketball. It's oh, I, oh, there, uh, theirs is after the season. No, if, if C Square could get involved, like in that shootout. Yeah, she could go, as long as there wasn't a game conflict. I think that'd be the only thing. I think she'd win it. Dude, she was. She just drops dimes. Yeah, she's she's dope from deep. <laughs> It's funny because we were the what were we saying the Iowa Ohio State game on Martin mm-hmm. Luther King Day is the highest watched basketball college basketball game this season when it was and it was the women. Yeah, she's must see TV, bro, and she's uh, she may have already broken it, but she's going for the top score. They, I think they're predicting February. 15th is going to be the game where she breaks it. Okay. So every game is her. Getting closer. Yeah. Like becoming the top scorer of all time in college That's basketball. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she's a torch, a human torch on the court. Oh, she's going to. She is revolutionizing women's basketball. Yeah, I mean, she's changing it for she's sure. She's changing it. Her and uh, Bayou Barbie. Yeah, Davis. Yeah. Um, yep. They'll be the face of the WNBA. I like the direction that women's hoops is turning because you got the young lady, I want to say from Notre Dame, she's averaging like a triple-double. You got the young lady from uh, Louisville who's, as a freshman, is double-double every night. Like, people will tune in to watch that. Yeah. I mean – Caitlin Clark should just enter the NBA draft, not the WNBA draft, and see if the Pistons <laughs> take her number one. <laughs> She's got to be better than most of their players on the team. Relax. That's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> um, NFL coaching news. So... Let's see. Harbaugh is out. Michigan. He took the job in, with the Chargers. Yep. Antonio Pierce finalized to become the permanent head coach of the Raiders. Yep. Um, and then the Atlanta Falcons, after interviewing Belichick twice, go with Raheem Morris. Yeah. Um, Where as their head coach. Arthur Blank wanted Belichick. Belichick, but then his advisors were like, listen, Belichick is a three-year plan, and then all he wants to do is break Don Shula's record. Don, Don, he has fifteen. He's fifteen wins behind Shula. Right. So you say about three seasons max to break that, and then after that he might walk away, and you're you're 
prone. What's your, your succession? What's the succession? Like, I'm sure they were like, "What's your succession plan?" That's right. why they brought him back in mm-hmm. for a second interview. And what? So you're going to have Josh McDaniels and Matt Patricia as your coordinators? <laughs> That's your succession plan? <laughs> and my kids. <laughs> Don't forget my boys. <laughs> yeah, they might be staying in New England though. Yeah, they got an offer too. Um, I'm just. It's just. So, when Belichick was first released or parted ways with New England at the beginning of the month, the story was there's 32 NFL teams, all right? There's 31 owners now who have to decide if their coach is better than the greatest coach of all time. Yes, at this point, yes, they are. And 31, well... 30 coaches, uh, the Commodores still haven't named their head coach yet. Mm-hmm. 30 teams have said, we are sticking with our guy, or they went a different direction. Right. So what does that say about Belichick? That everyone believes that the Patriot way was more Tom Brady than Bill Belichick. And that Belichick, although he may be a good coach, he's not a great cultivator of men. He doesn't build men. Like, he doesn't – all his coaching, his whole coaching tree is bad. Well, yeah, because you look at this unsuccess, yeah. lack of success they have had mm-hmm. taking over other NFL teams. Now, I, I will say when there is a coaching change, just like when you're the first – pick in the NFL draft as a quarterback, you're inheriting a bad situation. Right. But other people have been able to turn their turn teams around. In no time or a little, like a half a season, yeah. you see improvement. I mean, you look what Sean McVay did with the Rams. Yes. Um, what Zach Taylor did with the Bengals. Yes. Um, McDaniels is doing with Miami. Yeah. He looks like a lawyer. If he was my lawyer, I'd walk out. (laughs) Wearing those damn Capri pants. But he always looks fucked up. (laughs) He's Um, sedated heavily. (laughs) um, Which I believe Antonio Pierce is going to do in Las Vegas. Yes, he already did it in half a season. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan, when he took over San Francisco, mm-hmm. they weren't that good. No, after I think Jim Harbaugh had been gone for like eight years. Couple, he'd been gone for a few years. Enough time where the roster wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. They weren't. You look, the Rams owned that division, and it was the Rams in Seattle. Yep. And what Shanahan did in San Francisco, I would even go on to say what. Um, D'Amico Ryan's doing in Houston. D'Amico in Houston, I was thinking Arizona. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Got his guy at quarterback. He They were competitive for, yeah. uh, up until. Had him in the playoffs. Yeah. Had him as Super Bowl contenders yes. one season, you mm-hmm. know. But it was Kyler Murray can't hold up to 16 games. <laughs> I mean, he's a little guy. <laughs> um. But, yeah, what does that say about Belichick and the fact that his guys haven't been successful? He was not successful without without Tom Brady. Anywhere. Like, and, it, and he had the choice, Mac Jones, and he took Mac Jones. That's crazy. And Mac Jones failed. But did, 
I look more at it like Belichick failed Mac Jones, bro. You put two defensive coordinators in charge of the offense. Yeah, after McDaniels left. Mac Jones' best season was his rookie season when Josh McDaniels was their offensive uh-huh. coordinator. They went to the playoffs. And who fucked that up? And then Josh McDaniels gets the Raiders job, uh-huh. and he puts in fucking Matt Patricia as the OC. Because <laughs> anybody could do it. Yeah, anybody could be the offensive coordinator. No, they can't. Obviously, it was proven in Philadelphia this yeah. year. Yeah, again. <laughs> that you're only as good as, unless you're an offensive-minded head coach, you're only as good as your offensive coordinator. 100%, bro. That's why Atlanta fell off when Shanahan left. Yeah. He had Matt Ryan. He got Matt Ryan won the MVP. He got Matt Ryan to the Super Bowl <laughs> before that collapse. But that also hangs on him. Like yeah. he's one in thirty-two when trailing by eight or more. Shanahan. Yeah. Oh, they're definitely not a play from. Nah. That's why Green Bay took the ball again and they won the coin toss last weekend. <laughs> they thought they would go up on them and. Also, Brock Purdy can't throw the ball in the rain. Not at all, bro. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know how he made that pass to uh, Kittle for that touchdown pass. Yeah. He must have, like, wiped his hand off. <laughs> He's, like, sitting there holding the ball in his left, wiping his right up. All right, I can throw this now. Um, but he was, yeah, because his passes were all over the place. Green Bay dropped two for sure pick sixes. Yep. Yeah. And that game is blew open at that point. Green Bay won that game until they didn't. Exactly. 100% agree. <laughs> like, they controlled that game from start up to until, finish. Like, eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yep. And, when, and, uh, and I think that's when their age started to show, being the youngest team left in yeah. the playoffs. Because was it eight minutes when McCaffrey broke that forty-two yard mm-hmm. touchdown run? Um, yeah, that I, that kind of just turned it there, and then you got Jordan Love throwing across his body on second down with two timeouts. Yeah, you're just like, what the? F-? Yeah, that's being young. Yep, that's but that's a credit to Lafleur mm-hmm. and what he has done. I mean, mm-hmm. you're talking about a team where the He's had success, but he had a Hall of Fame quarterback mm-hmm. where he had to cater the offense and cater the play calling to what Aaron Rodgers wanted. Aaron would change the play in the huddle. He would send in one call, and yeah. Aaron would change it to wherever he wanted to run. Yeah. You can't win like that. No. Um, but you look at the pack, what the Packers did where there is no superstar in that team. Mm-hmm. They're too young. There is no – like. It, the one what was proven this year is that Jordan Love is the future of that franchise. Yes, very capable, and they have so much talent. Is scary how good they can be if they stick yes. together. Their wide receivers with Dobbs and Watson, mm-hmm. uh, their tight end, both running backs, both running backs. But now. They do need to find some kind of solution because Aaron Jones seems to get nicked up every season. Mm-hmm. And A.J. Dillon, mm-hmm. so some way to lessen their load to keep right. them healthier. Because you look, Aaron Jones got nicked up, and it wasn't a bad injury, but he was out for a few weeks and came back and then just started busting. And it was a, he ran for another 100 yards last Sunday. Yep. So that was like five in a row. Yep. So 
Maybe the secret is you rest him during the <laughs> during yeah, the regular 100%. season, so he's healthy for the playoffs. I agree. Yeah, I was rooting for Green Bay, bro. That broke my heart when they <laughs> that late. <laughs> I was tired of hearing about Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy <laughs> makes a million dollars you don't win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Mr. Relevant pick <laughs> is taking his team to the NFC Championship. But so did Garoppolo. Like, so did Jimmy G. Like, any quarterback that they put in that system yeah. wins because it's the system. Yeah, you got once you understand the system, can execute the system. Take the check down. Yeah. If if your first and second read aren't there, throw it to the check down. Yep. And don't fumble the ball in the zone runs. Yep. And you're you're good. Yeah. And then you're behind one of the top a top five defense. Yep. Stop it. And that all I hear, Brock Purdy, Brock, Brock Purdy, Purdy, Brock Purdy, stop it. Give fucking Patty Mahomes, Ayuk, fucking Devo <laughs> Sam. Yeah, you laugh. MC, M, give him CMC, them. Yeah. Give him them, and let's see. Now let's see what he can do with that. Well, I was, I've been, I was shocked because the Chiefs, the way they entered the playoffs mm-hmm. and their offense, the way they looked – and then seeing him at Buffalo, who is a top defense, yep. their defense has been playing great, and the way their offense executed. That tells me that Matt Nagy was doing a lot of the play calling during the regular season. And Andy Reid took, took over in the playoffs. It yeah. looks like two different teams. Yeah. Their offense looks like the offense of old. Yes. So, But also, when they were, their offense looked like shit, you know who was injured? Pacheco. Yeah. So their running game wasn't what it was. He's running hard, hard, bro. Oh, he's running angry. <laughs> Some people say he run like he bite people. <laughs> <laughs> That's like it is a tough pick, Baltimore and Kansas City. Yeah. That is going to be a game tomorrow. Like Man. those two defenses. Mm-hmm. Are some of the best defenses They're in the one league. one and two. Yeah. And they say the Ravens, uh, Roquan Smith, they're comparing him to Ray Lewis. Yeah. They're saying this Baltimore defense is as good as, I think it was, what was the year they won the Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer as their quarterback? Like 2008-ish. Yeah, where Ray Lewis was in mm-hmm. his top prime, Suggs was in his prime, Ed Reed was in his prime. Fucking like they had Naughty on the line. Yeah, uh, Saragusa on yeah. the line. Like I don't think animals. it was 08, I think it was 04, but yeah, yeah, maybe one of those. But they're saying this defense is that good. I I mean, from what I see, look what they did to San Francisco. Oh, Look they destroyed the San Francisco. Same with Detroit. Yeah. Same like the the only couple games they played lost. They lost two and won one. The overtime game against the Rams. Yeah. The uh game against Pittsburgh that they lost and the game against Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland that they lost. Look. But you look at that Baltimore team, and then you get their offense get in gear this year with Lamar being a pocket passer, or mm-hmm. like Pat, what Patty does, he learned how to extend plays mm-hmm. and not take off running, but be able to get out of the pocket, scramble, and let your receivers then get uncovered, un- uncovered mm-hmm. and hit those passes, which he has decent receivers. Like Flowers, the rookie, is amazing. Uh Andrews is off. They activated Andrews off the uh, ace plan. 
injured reserve, so he'll be playing. And they got Cook, bro. Yeah, and you got. D- <laughs> and he's got something to prove. Like he's gonna be running with a purpose. Yeah, he after had, going he, to the he Jets. now has two weeks of learning yeah. the playbook and figuring it out. After going to the Jets and being just shelved because Hatchet don't know how to fucking utilize you. Yeah, he waits to the like the third game before the last of the season. Be like. I didn't know. Is it? Do they have which running back they got over there? Um, God, he was on one of my fancy teams. He did great. B. Ron. Anyway, he's. It's the second year. He came back from ACL surgery. Yeah. Um, why am I? I'm, why am I blanking <laughs> on his name? <laughs> anyway, Stat Boy. <laughs> he was because he could catch out of the backfield, and Hatchet was like, "Well, I didn't know he was that good out of the backfield as far as catching passes." You've been over here a whole fucking year, man, and you don't know what your weapons can do? Yeah. Uh, what was his fucking name? Why am I, I blanking know. this? What? I have to look up my own stats. Brees Hall. <laughs> Brees Hall. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know he could catch out of the backfield. <laughs> he caught out of the backfield of Minnesota. No, man. <laughs> That's your old coordinator. That was the head coach. <laughs> yeah, Denver gave him a head coaching opportunity in, a, in the first game. Russell was like, give me a play. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> well, yeah. Head coaching matters, bro. Coordinators <laughs> matter. It ain't just about, yes, you need good to great players, but coaches and coordinators scheme these players open and put them in Situations, positions yeah. to be successful. Well, just look at Philly. They lost their old coordinator. Mm-hmm. He was the head coach in Indy. And Indy, look, Indy was in the playoff picture Yep, with a backup quarterback. Yep. And Philly – just their offense just fell apart. Fell apart, bro. Like, because mm-hmm. he knew what to do with Jalen Hurts. He designed a system yeah. that fit his quarterback. He didn't try to put a square peg in, in a round, round hole. hole. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the ability of great coaches and coordinators. Yeah. I don't think Belichick has that. No. He has. I would say Josh McDaniels. Is a great offensive coordinator. Yes. He is a terrible head coach. Yes. But he is a great offensive coordinator. I would agree. Because he was able say he was able to play to Tom Brady's strengths. Mm-hmm. And even in Tom Brady's later years, they talked about how fast that ball came out, so mm-hmm. you couldn't sack him. Same with Cam. Look what he got out of Cam. Yeah. And then Mac Jones's rookie year, you know? Mm-hmm. But he's a terrible head coach. I mean, we'll see what how Gerard Mayo does in New England as a successor. They call him Belichick Jr. Really? Yeah. But they say he has an ability to relate with the players. He, he was a player, and I, yeah. I, Bill probably used him as a mediator for the players. Yeah. Where in the past. Because he, he was never Tom. a coordinator. He was the linebackers coach, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Yep. Oh, man. I can't wait till tomorrow. <laughs> I'm nervous and excited all Dude, the Dude, there's going to be some good football tomorrow. I'm going to have to get to the ball like at 10. <laughs> Are you going that early? <laughs> yeah, I have to. Because the first game's not till 1. I know, but it's going to fill up with all the newbies and fucking... Fucking newbies. Yeah, bro. We got to 
do something <laughs> <laughs> so the regulars <laughs> can get their seats. Yeah, man. 30-minute limit. <laughs> <laughs> get them out. Get them out. <laughs> I'm taking that seat. <laughs> yeah. This seat's taken. <laughs> seat's taken. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you want to call Johnny, get his picks? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's, he's where, oh, no, he's in Arizona right now. Yeah, I saw his post. He's, uh, they went to a nice-ass car show. A uh, car auction mm-hmm. where rich people buy oh, cars. Oh, so like golf. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, so you don't golf? Fuck nah. Why? Were you asking me why? No. <laughs> I know why not. You, what are you calling it? A white man sport? A rich man sport. A rich man sport. <laughs> a white rich man sport. <laughs> All right. Well, that's we've about run our course for the day. Um, shout out to Todd Helton, first Rocky being elected to the Hall of Fame this week. Nice. Going in with Joe Maurer and Adrian Beltre. Don't touch his head, else he gets mad. <laughs> <laughs> Is he the first Rocky ever? First Rocky. Well, I'm, Larry Walker... Is in, I don't know if he went in as a Rocky because he played with Montreal, Colorado, then St. Louis. Probably a Cardinal. I'm not sure who he went in as. Well, stop, boy. Where'd you go? <laughs> He's uh, taking a nap. <laughs> but Todd, obviously, Todd Helton spending his entire career here mm-hmm. in Colorado. Um, that goes back to our discussion last week on retiring numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, getting to the World Series with mm-hmm. Colorado late in his career holds. The, all the records, offensive records on Colorado with hits, doubles, home runs. Holy smokes. RBIs. So, congratulations to Helton. Well deserved. Congratulations to him and all the others who made it to the hall. The hall. The enshrinement. Man. All right. Take care of yourselves this week. We'll be back next week. Molly will be back in studio, not in Nebraska. We will disinfect her before she comes in. (laughs) And we'll have information about the keto diet. We'll look at the keto diet. And if it helps mental illness. Yes. (laughs) Prevent mental illness. Sorry. All right. We out. See you.